Well, thank you very much and a very pleasant Saturday morning, everyone. It's not as warm as we want, but the sun is shining. Oh, and by the way, I tweeted this out earlier. Our dawn, or when we first see light now, is 5.39 in the morning, and dusk lasts after 8 p.m., So we have uh, reached that threshold, everybody. Even though it's not as warm as we want, we still got some sunshine today. Got a great show here. We're just here for an hour, and Home Sweet Home Chicago is going to be this afternoon at 3 after Blackhawks hockey. We'll jump right in with George Lattice from Lattice Law Office. George, how are you doing here today? Good morning. Good. How are you? You're enjoying the view out here. It is. It's beautiful. My goodness. Yeah, and you are a, well, you do a lot of different things, commercial and real estate, business law. Those are kind of your two main practices, right? Exactly. All transactional work. So corporate real estate, excuse me, commercial real estate and corporate transactions. And I think that, you know, we've been having this conversation lately, not only on this show, but also on the other show I host, Your Money Matters here on WGN, Monday through Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m., about what commercial real estate looks like right now. Because we obviously have the real estate market as we know it in terms of residential, right? It's been it's been hot, no supply, prices up. Where are we going in the next couple months? What's your take, generally speaking, on commercial real estate in Chicago right now? You know, it's still moving, and it never really slowed down. Um, even during the pandemic, commercial real estate transactions, the volume was still there. Mm-hmm. Scared money was selling. Money that knew that this was all going to you know, be a sort of aberration mm-hmm. was buying. Uh, so there was transactions happening throughout. And even today, now, that volume has not slowed. Um, in fact, I think it's gotten, you know, the velocity of transactions is even, even more now. So every commercial real estate lawyer I know that I practice uh, with in the bar is not that, that big. It's mm-hmm. drowning in work right now. Right. But when you see articles about vacancies still super high downtown, is it a matter of, what buildings are doing it the right way and doing new things? Is it location that depends it on and it? Where are we seeing kind of, I guess, not, you know, holes in the market, I guess sure. you could say. Well, I mean, look, the, the office market's going to take, especially in the city, is going to take a, a couple of uh, months, years to sort of re-regulate itself, re-get, you know, get to a new normal for its uh, occupancy ratios. Mm-hmm. That said... The successful buildings are always going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that have, um, you know, a prime location uh, with you know good amenities that attract a workforce are always going to be tenanted. Um, you do see, you know, obviously a lot of vacancies in office buildings, but that that is a result of the the sort of commerce that that office culture refining itself. And I do think it's going to take. Um, I don't know, months, maybe a year more, because right. uh, we're kind of back um, uh, to, to to get to that new normal. Where places, where businesses keep their business, I should say, you know, there's cyclical nature to it, right? There's been times where the suburbs are pretty, are the hot spot, and then it shifts back to the city, as we saw in recent years. Are you seeing any, like, shifting back and forth in the future? I mean, part of it is just cyclical, right? Sure. Anecdotally, I can tell you that the the volume of transactions that are I'm seeing in the western quarter that 88 corridor mm-hmm. um is up okay so to make sense of that I you know beats me I you know I can't prognosticate or have right. any deeper uh, reflection as to why that is you know the city is it's its own beast it's its own sort of economy um but I think that you're going to see more suburban offices um sort of either you know getting built or mm-hmm. those those vacancy ratios decreasing interest rates are they affecting people in the commercial real estate world yet absolutely i mean I can tell you again, you know, clients who had letters of intent 
and were coming under contract with one concept of what their financing costs were going to be are up for a rude awakening mm-hmm. when that contract eventually gets signed and you're really doing your diligence, rates have nearly doubled mm-hmm. uh, in a 90-day period, which is substantial. I mean, granted, the cost of money was sort of obscenely low for a, a long period of time by design to you know increase work or increase those uh, transactions and, and, and purchase and sales. But now, uh, with interest rates rising, I think that you are going to see a bit of a, a slowdown. People are going to be taking a deeper look in that underwriting to make sure, uh, you know, leases have reasonable or, or, or better escalations uh, during any option terms or for the balance of any terms, given that interest rates are rising. For sure. Conversation with George Lattice from Lattice Law Office, LatticeLaw.com, L-A-T-T-A-S Law.com. Give me a call, 312-610-1800, 312-610-1800. Do you help out folks that are just like buying a building or if they want to lease or rent, do you help out with those transactions too? Because we have a lot of listeners who are small business owners or they're looking to start, maybe they want a storefront. Who do you help on out? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, our our clients range from the mom and pop, the the individual who's starting their own business, who's leasing a space to open a storefront and, and take a shot at it, all the way to institutional investors. Um, you know, the range of transactions is from under a million dollars to you know we're, we're dealing with a sixty five million dollar sale right now. So um, and sort of everything in between. Our our sweet spot though is that that middle market. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but we help everyone. I mean, I, I enjoy helping the mom and pop the most. I was just going to say, because I imagine that brings you such value. Someone that that's Absolutely. their dream and it's tough right now. And if you're able to help them navigate a deal or make it at least comfortable for them and you know, the goal would be that mom and pop shop grows a little bit and then becomes that middle and you get to be kind of shepherding through that process. And I've seen it happen. You know, I've seen the mom and pop start with that one location, you know, 10 years ago, started their first lease, helped them with their first lease, formed their company, did their shareholder agreement, you know, and now they're at three or four locations. Um, those are the the best stories that, uh, to, to see when you're on the ground floor uh, as that business starts and you help them through every uh, facet of, of their their legal needs so it's those are wonderful stories all right we're going to take a quick commercial break lattice law l-a-t-t-a-s law.com 312-610-1800 that is george's phone number ours is 312-981-7200 if you happen to have any questions along the way and we'll get to more including i want to talk about the pandemic really shifted a lot of people's mindset maybe you left work maybe you were forced out of a job and now as we talk about on your money matters you've started a side hustle that's grown into a real hustle and now you are making money and you don't know how to handle that from a business perspective, right? What do you do? Do you need to start an LLC, an S-Corp? A lot of great questions. We'll break it down with George after this on Let's Get Legal, powered by the Illinois State Bar Association on WGN. Fear not, David Hochberg and crew, that uh, always rambunctious group, will be at 3 o'clock this afternoon. So you can feel free to send in all those photos and questions then. Uh, legal questions now. Although, I'll tell you what, George, if people want to send in photos of cracked foundations, you can Love give it, it your, your best absolutely. shot, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah, you, so prime the pump. Start sending in those photos now. We'll have our lawyers answer the questions, and you can get the real answers at 3 o'clock with David Hochberg. <laughs> Had a question on the text line, uh, George. Oh, we're talking with George Lattice, by the way, from Lattice Law, L-A-T-T-A-S, law.com. During this inflationary period, this from the 708, how can you price out construction cost for your new commercial building? 
I hear that many contractors will not commit to prices. They state that it will be time and material when the work is actually done. Please advise. Thank you. Any thoughts on that? Sure. I mean, it's a, it's a very valid problem that contractors are experiencing given supply chain shortages and then, of course, inflation that we're all uh, experiencing. The general answer to that question on how you price out or you get uh, a cap on your maximum exposure for a building or a build out is to request what's called a GMP, a guaranteed maximum price contract. And that's a form document, a form contract. So most contractors if you're entering into a formal agreement with them, that is, we'll use what are called AIA documents, American Institute of Architect documents, which are thought to be balanced between owner and contractor. One of those forms is a GMP, a guaranteed maximum price. If your contractor hesitates to give you a guaranteed maximum price, which it sounds like this, uh, the texture is saying. The texture is saying. Normally, what you would do is is build in a little bit of a cushion or a greater cushion than normally is built into a GMP contract. So you recognize, look, costs are crazy. Let's give a little bit more than normal. Exactly. So you would give the contractor, the contractor will require a request from you to sign on, you know, in a contract with a term that provides them with a little bit more cushion. Uh, given that that prices are uh, you know sort of fluctuating and right. generally increasing, so boy, I bet you can't wait till supply chain issues are figured out on this end. <laughs> I mean, I, for the contractors, these I mean, and, yeah. and, and half of it is you know very valid concern of the texture here. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm buying this parcel. I want to put a building up. I'm you know contemplating leasing it for this amount, but. I you know I think construction is going to cost X. At the end of the day, it's un, uncapped at Y. Who knows? You know, you might not want to do it. Proceed with the development. So. Right. Ultimately, yeah, you, there's got to be a fair solution for both sides because sure. you can understand the contractor's perspective too. Uh, that's that's something you could help out with, right? Yeah, by all means. Latticelaw.com. L a t t a s law.com. Three one two six one zero eighteen hundred. Okay. Each Tuesday on Your Money Matters or after the six thirty news, we do a sex uh, a. a, a, a what is it called? A segment. <laughs> it's early for me, folks. A segment called What's Your Hustle? And people call in with their side hustles. Sometimes their side hustles have become their main hustles. I think this has blown up during the pandemic as people look for different sources of income. And I sure hope it has. I imagine there's a lot of people that have started businesses that it takes off quicker than they realize and they don't quite know what to do. Do you feel that people uh, need to call someone like you quickly to make sure that they understand what they need to do from a legal perspective? Well, I'm happy to do the work. The truth is, if you are a sole proprietor, which is to say you're the only one doing the side hustle that's you know potentially become a main hustle, you have no partners, mm-hmm. um, it's very easy. You can do it on your own. Okay. Um, the protection that, that you would get is from a corporate form of any kind, really. And that means like LLC or S-Corp? What's the difference yeah, between so, those two? Yeah, so well, you would generally choose between a corporation and then make what's called an S-election. Okay. That, that makes, that's a tax election, so that you only get taxed once as opposed to on the corporate level, and then you get taxed on the distributions or the dividends. And an S-Corp, it all flows up to your personal tax returns. To oh, okay. A K-1. But, you know, again, if you're a sole, single proprietor or sole proprietor, you would, you would want to do it that way anyway because no one wants to get taxed twice. Right. The easiest form, the most preferred in my my eyes because it gives you the most flexibility if you do change you grow you need to bring in additional investors or whatever down the line is the llc and that stands for a limited liability company and mercifully in illinois uh <laughs> you can get an llc in 24 hours oh wow okay and uh, did you used to have to like publish something in the newspaper and all that stuff i don't not for an llc okay. that's for like a zoning change uh, or okay, an entitlement okay. but for an llc you can do it online on the secretary of state's website and again 
So long as you're the sole owner, there's only one owner, you really don't need a lawyer. I mean, the the Illinois State Bar Association probably doesn't want me saying that. No, no, it's fine. No, they appreciate honesty, (laughs) right? Like, we want to be representative of when people actually need lawyers. Indeed. I mean, and a lawyer can do it for you. But again, you know, I think that the charge at the Secretary of State cost uh, the charge is $150. Okay. And that's basically, you have to look at it as government-issued insurance. And what do I mean by that? Well, you're in your side hustle and you're selling tchotchkes, and one of those tchotchkes ends up, God forbid, causing causing a fire, burning down a house. No one gets injured, but there's a lot of liability. Well, who are they going to sue? They're going to sue you. And who's you? Well, if you don't have an LLC, it's you personally. Right. That means the universe of your assets are up Up for grabs. Up for grabs. If you're found liable, you are in a world of pain. Right. Uh, It's not the universe. There are certain things that are protected. Yes, but but whatever. But you understand the point. It's your home, the equity in your home, your cars, any liquid counts you have, those are all gone. Right. Okay. Um, so you would want to form an LLC for the very simple reason that you create basically a, an alter ego, a, a separate standalone that's recognized by the law as a, as a person, uh-huh. um, that that entity would be liable. What does that entity have? Well, maybe a business bank account right? with a couple thousand dollars and a couple, who knows, that's right? That's the only- but That's it. That's okay. all you got there. That makes sense. So, um, and with few exceptions, that corporate form provides- a gigantic shield from liability wow. to the beneficial owner. So, so if you're just getting started in LLC, if you want to get a lawyer, great. If not, it's pretty simple to do online. My question is, when does someone reach out to you? I mean, if they start having employees. Without a doubt. And, and that's when they start needing someone to really dig into everything. Or right? a partner. Okay. Again, I think the key thing that I would want anyone to, to listen, you know, the takeaway is if you're doing this alone, you're by yourself, you don't really need a lawyer if if you have a partner or employees or you have volume, right? Mm-hmm. This is not a startup of me selling things on Etsy or whatever. It's, you know, I, I'm already a business or I, I know I have a pipeline coming in and the minute I start, I'm going to start making real money. Then, you know, maybe consult with an attorney, an advisor. Um, but if you're doing that sort of side hustle from your, you know, computer, your email, right. you know, one or two orders a, a month, I don't know if it merits the cost. But, yeah, um, it's interesting. And that's a, and we had a texture like, what's the typical amount of annual income that your side gig generates that tells you you have to structure it as a real business? That's a fine line, right? And I'd say that if you're sending any products out to anyone, even if it's a side business, you want that LLC, that right. protection right there. Because here again, what does it cost you? Cost you one hundred and fifty dollars, two hundred dollars expedite. I mean, right? Two twenty five beats me. I mean, it's the point is it's de minimis. It's a couple of hundred of dollars. It's not, you know, you're not talking about significant uh, cash outlays to get this protection. And on top of it, um, you also don't have to let people know, you know, your name and stuff. So you're right. you're creating a sort of level so, that way as yeah. well. So. so I'd say if you're sending anything out, you get an LLC. It's just a smart thing to do, especially if you want to grow your business. That's great. There's tax implications too, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. George, I can't believe it. We're out of time, but we got about 30 seconds left. What's your elevator pitch? Who should be reaching out to you at LatticeLaw.com? You're buying or selling commercial real estate. You're a landlord or a tenant with a commercial uh, real estate, uh, excuse me, a, a leasing need. Right. You're starting a company or you're selling a business. Give us a call. We All we do is transactions. We don't go to court. We're not litigators. We're just transactional lawyers at our desk working our files all day long. <laughs> you say that with such a big smile on your face, George. <laughs> well, it's the truth. That's yeah. all we do. 312-610-1800. 312-610-1800. George, we'll talk again soon, okay? Thank you very much. All right. Corinne Heggie's coming up from Walkner Law Firm after the news on WGN.